0: Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan and Lincoln. On 937 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com.
1: This is the Ticket Water Cooler here on ninety three seven the ticket. As usual we're bickering about the SEC, but who uh, would <laughs> <good> thought, right? <laughs> we can move off that a Terrible. little bit. Uh by the way, Husker Baseball update as they are doing the doing the having the game out there at Haymarket Park, but uh struggling a little bit at this point. It is the bottom of the seventh, five to two, New Mexico State with the lead there. Of course, New Mexico State, um, not a bad team coming in, but they did lose or the New Mexico uh, Nebraska did win yesterday, so at least I guess it the did. the worst you're looking at is a series split here. But that's not great coming off a series split no. to Omaha, obviously, and no. things just aren't kicking up for Nebraska yet. But hopefully, here in the bottom of the seventh, or late innings, uh, they can put some things together. Three run ball game and baseball is never not not something to be uh, too worried uh, about, especially but, college baseball. And yeah. it's a
0: nice day outside. I'll <laughs> yeah, never know. Too.
1: Yeah, and that can help. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully Nebraska baseball can get, uh, get back on track. Uh, we will break it down a little bit here on the block. Uh, with Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herod about 425. So uh, that'll be a bit of fun. I also wanted to talk today about Scott Frost's appearance uh, with Will Compton and Taylor Wan the other day, busting with the boys. Um, they've had Casey Thompson on. on. They had, uh, And he made a bit of a, a stir a little bit, I guess, by saying that uh, you could make six figures at Nebraska <laughs> right. if you're uh, a starting football player. And, you know, we'll see how that happens. I think part of him saying that, though, too, I think he's very... I think he's pretty aware of, of kind of what's the goings on in NIL. Um, also, I I also think that it may be, I don't, that being said, I'm not sure if he's as aware, how more, much more difficult it would be if you're not a quarterback, right? The quarterbacks in any NIL in any school is going to have the biggest money coming toward them and biggest opportunities more often than not, unless you have a superstar, a stud somewhere else And Nebraska, doesn't necessarily have those guys at this point. So, um, I, I think that that's kind of interesting, and, and maybe we could break that down a little bit too, because it's it's hard to to monitor these things. We don't, you know, I know some people are, are starting to get turn on the media and get upset about. Oh, well, we want to see the, these figures. Well, it's not just cash. A lot of it's apartments no, or right. you know gifts, and so it's just hard to track that stuff. Um, but I am a little bit interested in to see how much more Nebraska now that it is a little bit more out there. I suppose. um, if they're going to flaunt that off a little bit because it doesn't seem i mean they they're they're, they're on the forefront of it and they they do mention NIL maybe more so than other colleges would um but maybe
0: it's just not seen as classy to say hey there's a lot of cash around here right but i mean Scott Frost even mentioned it in the during the podcast that Nebraska does have money they do have arguably the best fan base in the country there yeah. are donors there are businesses there are people in and around Lincoln that will spend money to bring recruits to Nebraska. And another thing that he mentioned too, which I thought was pretty interesting because I feel like I kind of fell into this category. Obviously I'm not a division one athlete, but these players that come from Florida, Georgia, these East coast uh, areas, they think Nebraska is in the middle of a cornfield yeah. and the, the campus is surrounded by a cornfield. Memorial stadium. You just go into a soybean farm. I don't know. But that's just not the case. I mean, a lot of it is getting these kids on campus, showing them the the surroundings, showing them the area, showing them that there is money to be made if you do come to the University of Nebraska. And I think what really stuck out to me that he said is Nebraska is close. They're almost there. And I know that's so frustrating to us when we talk about it. I know that's so frustrating to fans. But when you hear him say, we were three and nine, that's okay, in his metaphor, Analogy, whichever one it is. It's been a while since I've been in school, but <laughs> when he says you can be the prettiest turd in the toilet when you're three and nine, but you're the best three and nine team yeah. of all time. There's something because be Taylor Long did was trying to That's give him a said. little bit of credit, saying and, you're the best three and nine team. And there's something to be said for that. Yeah. And I've always mentioned that that say what you will, but that was the best three and nine football team of all time. Yeah, they did something that literally has never been done before. But then my question to you how do you how do you read that cuz i read it as scott frost is angry there's some heat in the locker room for lack of a better word that this team's ready and now is the time to win and scott frost understands that the coaching staff understands that the players understand that and the team is right there I, and that's why it just makes me so optimistic. And I lo- know the texters, the text lines always said, "Just give it time." You start adding wins as the off season goes by, as we oh get yeah, into the spring yep. game, as we get a couple weeks summer. before they send a, uh, send them off to Ireland, <laughs> we start getting there. But you just hear things like this, and a lot of it's coach speak, and we understand that. But it does make you think that things are happening within the program that something's going to change, and something's going to change soon. Well, I think Nebraska's addressed
1: that. I mean, the problem is you can't just say Nebraska as a program is close because of how close they were last season. Last season, to me, was uh, is is so completely different than what they're going to have this season, right? I mean, you you, you just, even just just quarterback alone usually makes quite a big of a bit of a right. difference. Um, but all those players that you know, even even the you know the the the, the Cam Jurgens, the Cam Taylor Brits, the JoJo Domans. I mean, all these guys, absolutely, most like probably I would say I don't I haven't done it, but some something probably close to eighty or best ten players are gone, um, from last year's team, I would think. Um, so it's. This is a a different team, um, different and coaching staff. Different coaching staff. So, if you were close, did you and did you make the right tweaks? Of course, you think you did. You hope you did, and you and you made those tweaks because you thought that that was necessary. But you know, everybody's doing that when they fire and hire somebody. Is that they're not they're <laughs> hiring somebody thinking I I don't know about this. But we'll see how it works. Um, so yeah, I mean, the belief has to be in the building, and I hope it is, and they they talk on as if it is. But we've been we've heard the close thing before. Um, that's kind of what made it so frustrating last year to be so close in in all those games is that they were supposed to supposedly close before. And how are you going to get over the edge? And now they, you know, they have made those moves and I, and I am invested. I'm excited to see what they do. Um, but I don't know if it's fair to say, because that, that three and nine team was close that Nebraska is close. Because they, they just made so many changes this offseason. That's a whole new ball game. Now this team could be maybe they, they did make it a lot better and, and and it will turn the corner. But um I don't know. I I, I, I at this point again, I've said it before and, and it, it pains me to say it, but it is what it is. Fred Hoiberg and Scott Frost have both dug themselves in holes that are so Absolutely. deep like historically no one can argue historically record wise deep that nobody's really gotten out of those holes before. Right. Um, so to expect both of them to, to crawl out of it, and, and this to work out, this, this, this patient that's, that Trev Alberts is giving, this one extra prove-it year that he gave to both of them, if it works out for one of them, it will make history. If it works out for both of them,
0: there's something in the water here in Lincoln. <laughs> I think, absolutely, but there is also something to be said. Frost went on to say, this happens to every great program. Every great great program has a downswing. Every great program oh, yeah. goes through multiple coaches until they find their guy. And he even said that after Bo Pelini, I believe, was the coach that he used, Nebraska hasn't really been that great. And I don't know if I don't think he was using that as an excuse, but let's not act like Scott Frost was given a national championship team and well, said, no. Here's the reins, where's the next national championship? I mean, this was not a great program that he walked into. It wasn't obviously as bad as we've seen in the past few seasons, but it wasn't a great program. It takes time. These things take time, and I think that's why Trev has faith in Scott Frost, gave him this extra prove-it season, changed up the coaching staff, brought in some new players off the transfer portal. That's what happens, and every program has gone through this. The question becomes, at what point is close not enough? Because we have Axel in. I hate when we say we're close. Close at this point just means we're not. We're not being terrible. There's something to be said for that. Yeah, there because is. I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, it, it is. I mean, if
1: you're 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 three and nine, that is what it is, and that's what. And Frost wasn't happy about it. <laughs> he wasn't. He, he called it a turd. Um, right, which he <laughs> a likes. Pretty to, turd. He likes to use that word. Yeah, yeah. pretty turd, a turd. Pretty turd. Prettiest turd in the in the toilet. I think he was saying. Uh, so it doesn't mean a whole lot. And and he's right. And he knows that in in. And you know that's that. Sometimes we kind of have to dance around people's feelings. He knows that's not good enough, right? He kn- he, <laughs> he understands. He's not an idiot. This isn't what he came uh, came in to do. Um, but again, it's just the off season talk, and 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 I'm excited. I, I hear the the stuff about Yant, right? <laughs> I'm getting excited about that. How can you not? There's the, yeah, there's certain Casey players. Thompson
0: too. His leadership's oh, yeah. been great. The second he stepped in the locker room, that makes you excited.
1: Yeah, there's a it few, does. There's a few things that, that you hear that get you excited. But the problem is for Nebraska, I think for most fans at this point is just that they've already heard it before from the staff again i think part of the problem is that they came in and, and you weren't around for this but when they did take over for mike riley they were uh very critical of the strength and conditioning program right and so they were saying that was going to take a little bit of time to turn around um but by my now that that should have turned around right and maybe it has a little bit i mean now you're, you're sending out guys to the pros and they, and they were mm-hmm. close right but um it, they were close. <laughs> I love we <laughs> say that. You're right. You're right. And but you know it, it was. But the the problem was too is that he just championed year two was going to be it. Like he it, it basically threw year one under the bus. Said that what we're inheriting isn't it? But we've done this before, and they did right way right in year two at UCF. Do you um, use COVID as an excuse, and you Maybe can too. Like I mean, it's in year three. Obviously, yeah. you don't
0: want to use it as an excuse, but it happened. It made it challenging for every school in the country. It did, but different, you know, some coaches navigated it a lot better.
1: Yeah, you're right. And that's the thing, you're too, right. is that, you know, you can say that Nebraska's in such a hole that would have take and, and some people have. Some people that are diehard Scott Frost fans will say, give the guy five years a minimum. They would have said that at the beginning, and they would have stood by it this whole Wouldn't time. Some mattered. people have. Yeah. I I would like to have seen that but the problem is it can only get so ugly right and it has I mean it, it's it's been the toughest 5 year stretch I believe for Nebraska football I mean in history I mean as far you can go back so it you know it is what it is and it's just to the point you have to remember some guys could have done better than Frost has here and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying they should the same have hired, right I'm not saying they should have hired this guy or that guy I'm saying it's just very likely an alternate universe, right? If you hired Dan Mullen at the time, who's now fired at Florida, who's gone. I'm just saying he maybe could have won six games by now. There's probably a host of guys that are playing that are head coach foo- uh, coaching football games
0: that could have won six games a, by now. That's a large claim, Bob. That's not a large. claim. That's a large claim. I don't think there have so. been a lot of circumstances that that have gone into it. I don't, I don't know. I, obviously, we'll never know. But I, I stand by, I think Scott Frost was the guy, I think Scott Frost is the guy. And I understand that these past few seasons have been tough, but I really do believe at the end of the day, we're going to look back at this and we say it was the right decision to keep him. People are already saying it was the right decision to keep Fred Hoiberg, and he won two games to end the Big Ten season. Well, I don't know if everybody's saying that. <laughs> A lot of people were. <laughs> but I, I think that... I liked what Scott Frost said a lot. I'm not going to say it's going to give me another win because I'm already not yet. So I got to save that for the spring game, right? After we we see the spring game, then I'll come to the consensus of 10 right before the (laughs) season. We'll say 11 and go into the college football playoff. No, I like what he said. And I think it gives me a lot of optimism heading into the season. I
1: like what go he Go listen to, to the podcast. Yeah, go, go do to it. it. Honestly, it is very entertaining. It was very entertaining. Yeah,
0: they have Garrett Nelson.
1: They have Casey Thompson. Yeah. Uh, Coach Chin and Scott Frost sitting down together. So it was, it was kind of fun. And they're going out to uh, Michigan. Maybe we'll talk about this next. Um, Scott Frost basically agreed because they want to do, they're thinking about a trophy game on behalf of the bus, right? On behalf of Will Compton Taylor Luan, they, they, and Taylor they And they asked Frost if, if he would be. Okay with a trophy game being the bus with some horns on it. Um, <laughs> that and would be pretty cool. Frost said, "If Michigan's down, I'm in." All right. Would we Sign like me Would up. we like another trophy game <laughs> with Michigan? My only My only request would be that you have a big '97 on the bus because we're always going to debate about the 1997 right. national championship. Uh, We'll take a quick break break here on the Ticket Water Cooler. uh, The official water cooler of, uh, actually, Colgan is the official water cooler of 93.7. The Ticket, if you want to see uh, if your water softer is working properly, or if you just don't have one at all, give Colgan a call to schedule a free water test. We'll be right back.